24 hours later, and we're back! Hey now, everybody. At some point, the Sharks will learn to hold a lead, and I hope that they don't learn that until next season, if you know what I'm saying. Welcome to the Pucknologist. I know it says January 29th up there, but it is, in fact, January 30th. But hey, technology happens sometimes. So we welcome you in a day late, a dollar short, to the unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast that is Pucknologist here on Teal Town USA. Remember to keep us commercial-free if you'd like by using the Super Chat option during the live show or better yet, hit us up on Venmo at Tealtown USA. And maybe we'll find out why uh, Hockey Jerk can be found on Twitter at I'm a Barbie Girl? What what happened? <laughs> Dude, what didn't happen? <laughs> oh, jeez. If you're new to the cast, hit subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave your take in the comment section of the video if you're not with us in the live chat. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, Make sure you're subscribed there, and uh, that way you'll like get everything that we do, right? And so it goes. How you doing this Sunday night? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like you know when when you had mentioned that there was a, a potential that we were going to start late on Sunday. I was I was a little bit like, ugh, that sucks. Just because you know it's it's very easy for us to fall into the trap of, hey, let's talk for four hours. And so when you start that even later, it's like, oh crap. And then <laughs> eventually we were going to be talking on January thirtieth, is what you're saying, <laughs> right? Well, exactly. And then so the executive decision was made to go today. You know, a little bit of Monday night pugnologists, and there was a part of me that was like, okay, cool, I don't have to be up late for this. But then there's a part of me where it was like. Damn it, doing it on Monday, like I'm all thrown off now. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm totally thrown. <laughs> uh, the Sharks played three games this week, picking up four of six points, which, of course, shocked the hell out of me. I it honestly didn't feel like they picked up four. Dude, I know, like the worst four ever. 51 games this season, the Sharks are 15, 25, and 11. That is good for 41 points. Last time I looked, they are on pace to get 66. So... Awesome. I think what we're trying to say is stop. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I how many weeks in a row am I going to say it? But we're right where we want them. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and the Sharks traded away a big piece of their penalty kill this week. So maybe that will change. In fact, I will get into it in a little bit. But I do believe that during the Pittsburgh game, uh, Pittsburgh kind of broke through on the Sharks PK. So, a little bit. Eric Carlson had two assists, but it was an overtime loss to Detroit. The Sharks would make history, not in a good way in Carolina. And then Couture <laughs> would throw up a five-point night in Pittsburgh. I will tell you, the All-Star break could not have come sooner. We are going to talk about those games, plus Nieto and Merkley getting dealt. New and improved Timo trade talk. LeBanc is back in La Doghouse. Or is it Chateau Bow Wow? <laughs> Uh, we might have a wager on Sharks wins a little later. We'll find out. And then uh, I guess they've added some new events this year to the All-Star. Mm-hmm. That should be fun. By the way, beautiful background and shirt you're rocking tonight. Love it. Love Thank it. you. Gorgeous. So, I mean, mediocre, mediocrity personified versus Detroit. I mean, just 
two bad teams that are kind of meh. I thought for you, it was like kind of like the whole game kind of meh. Yeah, I mean, it, these ones, you know, when they're on the East Coast, it's hard to kind of like watch it all as it happens, right? And, you know, for me anyway, I mean, you know, getting off work, commuting home, the whole deal. If If anybody listening has ever worked or lived near the strip in downtown Vegas, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so a lot of these East coast games, I'll watch what I can and then I'll get the full replay at the end kind of thing. And, you know, <laughs> even watching the replay, I'm like, you know, what? I'm not that upset that I missed this one live just because I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the Sharks, you know, they battled back, obviously. They tied it up, went to overtime. So you'd think, hey, man, what a thriller. What a what a good night of puck and stick. But well, I don't know. It, Quinn goes with Sturm, Nieto, and Carlson in OT. Hmm. That's, yeah. that's who you're starting. Now, I remember. It's a choice. <laughs> Not going to say what kind of choice, but that's a choice. But see, that's my point, though. Bob Bugner used to get lit up on the regular for some of his overtime choices. And I don't hear that Quinn, you know, getting that same vitriol. I, yeah, you, you make a good point. I, I mean, I wonder if it has anything to do with, you know, the, the potential, uh, sparkly prize coming at the end of the season that might have something to do with it. I, I mean, tend... yeah, and you sit there and go, Oh, coaches don't tank. Well, <laughs> right. Well, I, I tend to lean the other way, right? And and I certainly feel this way. I wonder if to a degree you feel this way. Like Say it. The <laughs> say it, baby. The way the Sharks have played the last four years, like I'm kind of to the point where I don't care what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Apathy like, has entered the building. Right. Like, okay, so Quinn rolls out Sturm and Nieto in overtime. Like, we, wh- why? Where the Sharks... Now... If the Sharks are a playoff team or they're a bubble team, different conversation. But they are one of the worst teams this year, one of the worst teams over the last four years. At a certain point, it's just not worth being annoyed over, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it only took them 25 seconds to score uh, because no one blows up anybody in the crease. Just in, in this is not me uh, saying lackadaisical stick checking. I mean, we have mentioned that before. They were, Remenda was bringing it up. Going, you know, that nobody's getting in somebody's face. They're just putting the stick in the general direction of the opposing player going here. I hope this annoys you for a second. Like, I don't know. It, it definitely doesn't feel some days like the, uh, shall we say the sharks are in it to win it. Which to a degree I can understand. I mean, as I mentioned, you know, when you've been as bad as the sharks have for as long as they have, it's hard to. I can understand why it's it's hard to get up for certain situations, certain games, but to the point that I think you've made before, it's like you, you know, you may be one of the worst teams in the league, you may suck and all these things, but at the end of the day, you have a job to do, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just because things are not going well, like, doesn't mean you get away with not doing your job, you know? I mean, think about that in a real-life scenario. Ah, uh, you know, my coworker is being real mean real mean and annoying today. So sorry, I couldn't get that spreadsheet done. Your boss would be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong. Oh man. I, I will say that dude, Detroit, that was the one game. I thought the, the sharks like had a shot at winning this week. I thought they were going to get hammered yeah, in the agree. other two. So. 
Well, and I feel like any time, any team, but for this purpose, obviously the Sharks, I feel like any time, any time a team starts slow or they seem down and out and then they come back, I feel like it's a natural energy provider, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like the, uh, it's like the sports fan equivalent of solar panels. And then you watch what happened in overtime and what it all goes away. I don't even get that, dude. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell are you trying to say, man? I, you know what? It's open to interpretation. <laughs> Evidently so. Whatever you think it means, that's what it means. Nice. <laughs> um, oh, God, I just, I don't know. I, I was just so bleh about that game. Um, so, look, you're thinking, well, they got a couple of days to take it all in before Carolina steamrolls them. And the broadcast would not let you forget that since Thanksgiving, Carolina is the best team in the league. And what happened? Dude, like history. Happened. I was, well, I mean, but Carolina was like, uh, had to have been going, wait a minute. These guys are like suck. Why are we, how are we losing to these guys? <laughs> so, and Reimer, of course, would get another start. I mean, if let's be honest, if you really wanted to take the se- tank the season, you you would have traded Reimer already, or you'd be starting Kakinen a lot more. I mean, give it time, right? Still early. <laughs> so in this one, um, there was all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, Vlasic was scratched because he was ill, as was Gadjevic. Um, a questionable call on Sturm. Uh, and, you know, the power play for Carolina scored on. Uh, I mean, what did you think about that hit? Because there's a lot of people that say, oh, I can't believe they're not even going to uh, talk to DOPS about this. No hearing, no nothing. I don't, I mean, again, like, it, it, it's so, I feel like nowadays, right, all of these, you know, things like this that happen, it's very it almost feels like a judgment call, right? Where somebody's going to look at it one way and say, Oh my God, this was this. And somebody else is going to say, no, you're crazy. It was, it was nothing. It was a nothing hit. Right. And it's just, I, I don't know. I think I would have to go back and like, look at the footage again to really, really figure it out. But like, I don't know. It's, I mean, I, I think again, similar going to what I was saying earlier about, where things are, it's kind of hard to be annoyed about some things, right? It's like, okay, there's been inconsistencies before. Mm-hmm. Why do we think that anything is going to change? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. And maybe that's just me just being curmudgeon, but it's like no amount of Twitter lobbying is going to change it, right? Well, I mean, prior to the game, Quinn did say a couple of guys were under a, under the weather. He didn't name anybody specific, but obviously with Vlasic, Vlasic and uh, Gadjevic getting scratched, you kind of, well, they must have been the ones who got it, right? Uh, I was going to say, a little obvious. Yeah, but then the next game, which we'll get into in a second, the scratches were interesting, but uh, <sighs> the Sharks would piss away a 4-2 lead with 152 left. And, the you know, the Sharks' neutral zone possession, the transition was not good, like just like much of the season. And I, I will give credit, Reimer, to uh, for some big stops and the Sharks holding Carolina to just three shots on goal in the first 15 minutes of the game. That was, you know, I guess that's solid. But after scoring an empty net goal, (laughs) 
just like J- January 5th, 2020 versus Washington. Uh, and I was, I was inaccurate. I thought this was the second time in history. This was evidently the sixth time that this has happened in the last 40 years. But the Sharks are the only team to cough it up twice that you lose after scoring an empty net goal. Do we have uh, somebody get Steven on the line here for the tweet of the week? Let's see. Do we have something here? San Jose Sharks scored an empty net goal to go up 4-2 with 152 left tonight and loss. They're the third team to score an empty net goal in the last two minutes of regulation and lose the game. The others, the 20 Sharks and the 70 Red Wings. So I guess that's in the last two minutes. So clearly it must have happened either way. It's not, well, not something only, it's not something you want on your resume. No, I mean for, for, once for sure, let alone twice. I I believe and obviously somebody will correct me. I believe um you know, three times in the last two minutes as you mentioned, I believe it's only happened twice where a team has lost in overtime and if that is the case, which I believe that it is, both of those times were with the Sharks. <laughs> so this one's a little different. Hurdle, Meyer, Carlson to start OT. Now that, to me, is the group that you start. You should be starting with that group every time, no matter what. Yeah, my, so I don't know what the fuck he's thinking versus Detroit. Here's here's the thing. My fiance, as people, regular listeners know, not the biggest hockey fan. She knows enough to make conversation. But... She's not a podcaster. She's not a, a tweeter and a hardcore lit watcher and a listener, all those kinds of things. She knows, hey, it's overtime. Hurdle Meyer Carlson. Like she just, you know, it's just somebody who's not a fan knows these things, right? Mm-hmm. And so it should be obvious, you know, <laughs> like just <laughs> comparing that to the game, like you mentioned, the game against Detroit, where it's like, hey, like who was on the ice, you know, <laughs> least recently let's go with those guys (laughs) well i mean benino called the face-off goal that led to carolina's tying goal a quote interesting face-off both him and quinn said they uh didn't think that the the puck touched the ice and all i'm thinking is stop whining about the face-off and hold the lead you were up four two yeah i agree like give me a break and and let's talk about the big boy showing up dude ac month throwing up three points well, here's the other thing. Two things, actually. One of them you've heard before. Why is the <laughs> voice, what, like, why is is the, you know, is the premier authority on things that are happening, why is it Nick Benino? <laughs> right? Like, but. You're trying to it, say Couture should be on the mic or what? No, but just like anybody who, anybody who is going to be here longer than, you know, five weeks from now. True. But, and and not only that, somebody who has done something to help this team, or at least has their fingerprints all over this team. Anyway, the other thing to your point, like, why are you complaining about a bad face off when you should be focusing on the lead? But even then, and and we've had this discussion so many times, right? For, For all intents and purposes, if a referee or a linesman doesn't see something happen, then it didn't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, it's and and maybe we shouldn't be surprised, but I kind of feel like, you know, you squander a lead and then lose in historic fashion, and you're focused on one random face-off. To me, that is a lot of like 
loser energy. Could not agree more. You know, like... It's, <laughs> dude, it's like, uh, the, you know, the, the 49ers focusing on the pass that wasn't. Right, you know, exactly. The completed pass. It's just like, dude, that was one play. You had a bajillion amount of minutes to get it back. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's completely... It's completely burying the lead. It's, you know, and I and I understand it. I mean, you want to, you know, everything needs an excuse right now, especially with the way things are have been going with this team. You know, the I'm not going to get into it, but you know, like <laughs> everything needs a reason, right? Nothing is ever just like bad. Like mm-hmm. nobody has come out and said, "Hey, you know what? We've been freaking garbage." And this was another garbage performance. No, you have to blame it on someone. Oh, there's a flu bug. Oh, a bad face off. <laughs> oh, the the you know the ice machine on the on the private jet wasn't working. Like, give me a break. Dude, you know, I, dude, I'm right there with you. It's like you you, you want to scream about one face off, and I'm like, bitch, you haven't scored a power play goal in five straight. Well, and not only that, <laughs> like, but you like know, you're, you're like oh for nine or something like that, and on the power play, it's like, dude. Like, well, not even that, but let's if you really want to if you really want to, you know, unpack this way more than it probably should, you know, the guy the guy who his entire career has been the face-off guy but is having a down year is complaining about losing face-offs. <laughs> like Yeah, maybe work on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's go to Pittsburgh. So t- here's your silver lining for the week, I suppose. Uh, uh <laughs> Sharks go <laughs> it, it ended. <laughs> <laughs> Sharks go into Pittsburgh, pick up a a, a big fat W against a team that was 14-5 and 4 at home. And the Sharks are on the second night of back-to-backs. Dude, I mean, you got to be like, "Hmm." But here's the weird thing is prior to the game and it's it, and it was so late even the graphics guys at NBCS like posted the the graphic during pregame and then 5 seconds later had to correct it uh because LeBanc was la scratched along with Harrington and there was no mention of anybody having a cold so I, trade flu dude <laughs> I, I, but I just don't get it like how is it that LeBanc comes back and then I th- I thought after being scratched for four games he had performed well. Like f- what? What? <laughs> and of course LeBanc plays uh, or he's scratched in the one game this week that they actually win. You know how's that feeling? It it, it is very quizzical, especially because a, a handful of the advanced stats that LeBanc has struggled with the last few years have actually over the last little while have been in his favor. And so it, it it is a bit quizzical. It does make you think. I mean, I don't know if there's between LeBanc and the coach. I don't I'm just just making shit up. I don't nothing here is based on anything, but I don't know if there's a philosophical difference there. I don't know if they wanna, you know, sort of treat LeBanc with kid gloves in case somebody comes calling on the trade phone. Like I you know, I'm not quite sure. Like I can't really make heads or tails of it, but what I can make heads or tails of, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. At this point, like, how many more times does Noah Gregor have to give David Quinn, you know, the middle finger and the point before he sticks around? Right? I mean, you you have it in our you have it in our notes. Gregor gets a chance with the top line. Oh, and guess what? He scored. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, didn't he have like multiple points in this one? 
Or, uh, just I, a goal in the Pittsburgh game. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, My bad. Yeah, but but even then, like even you know Detroit and Carolina, no point, no points in those ones, obviously, but uh, avoided a negative on the plus minus front. Took took seven shots on goal this week. He was hitting a lot of things. Like, not to say that he's the best player ever and is going to single handedly turn this team's fortunes around, but. You want, you know, if you're David Quinn and you come out and you say, well, you know, we like this guy. We just need more things from him. I think he's giving you more. <laughs> Maybe just just a little bit. <laughs> Hot Wheels also. I don't know if you saw Hot Wheels bringing up the uh, the crutch that we uh, Mike Greer's crutch that we've been going back to every now and again. Uh, it doesn't play the right way. <laughs> no word on what the right way is, though. Yeah. We're so, still not sure. Yeah, I think this is the sixth time he's been healthy scratched. So it just. Yeah, either five or six. Well, and then he's been brought up in trade talks this week or trade rumors or whatever the hell, clickbait. <laughs> it's like, he's, I mean, okay, fine. If you want to trade a guy, but I mean, how, how much value does a guy have as a trade piece when you won't even play him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I, I Which <laughs> leads me, leads me to believe that there's. And again, I'm I'm just making shit up, but it leads me to believe if there's some kind of non-hockey related rationale, you know? Oh, man. Uh, but AC Mont would score 90 seconds in. Couture, of course, is the story of this one with a five-point night. Uh, but a Nieto-less penalty kill gives up two of four. So, you know, a lot of people were talking about when, uh, well, we might, I mean, we can get into it in a minute about the Nieto thing, but. I remember seeing a lot of people going, oh, no big loss. He, you know, he only scores like once every three or four, or I shouldn't say scores, puts up a point like every third, maybe third and a half game. And I'm like, that's not what you have him on the team for. Like, that's the icing on the cake, buddy. Right. But which I don't disagree, but here's the problem is he, because the roster's bad or because David Quinn had poor judgment at certain points throughout the season. Nieto has been, he was played in positions that necessitated him to put up more points than he is good for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in Ian pointing out as well, when it comes to uh, LeBanc, this is coach number three now where he's been in somebody's doghouse. So it's a I, solid point. Yeah. I don't get what it is. So yeah, get, trade his ass, <laughs> trade everyone. <laughs> as, as we said earlier, man, just do it, do it. Say it. Uh, let's let's get into heroes and zeros before we move into all the hyperbole and clickbait crap. Uh, dude, my hero this week. I I think I'd mentioned it before, uh, previous episode. But I got to go again, man. Do AC Mont. This guy goals in two straight games, eight shots on goal versus Pittsburgh. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, but dude is playing way over his contract, like on the second line. And and what did the Jets not see in him to put this guy on waivers? I mean, it's, it's just like Baraban off the sequel, even though, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that was a trade with Suomela, but I almost feel like that was kind of like found money. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Asimont is the same thing, just found money. Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, he's obviously you know, in a, in another lifetime played, you know, very well at the college level, very well at the AHL level. So he's a skilled player and, and obviously prior to last year didn't, I mean, he only made his NHL debut last year and he's, he's 26, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say, at least at that point, it's hard to say, okay, is this guy an NHLer? And 
at least this season he looks like he is. Who's to say if that's going to continue? But well, the way the Sharks are going right now, you gotta you gotta ride whatever's working. You know. Well, not only that, but and maybe Asimont is <sighs> trying to figure out the way to the <laughs> diplomatic way to put this. It's a case of well, maybe it's just he he's succeeding the way that like Sorensen succeeded because he had Thornton or Ekman sure. succeeding because he had Thornton something like that and certainly possible yeah so maybe that's the thing that's like oh you know a player plays with talented guys and does good so who knows but uh hey you know what about Asimont he plays the right way <laughs> who's your Again, hero still 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 no word on what the right way is but he plays that way who's your hero oh my gosh I don't even know what I want to say. Like, I mean, you had I want... an extra day for God's sake. <laughs> I know, but there's the thing. This team is bad and nobody is doing anything remarkable. I would say Mike Greer for trading away Nieto, but I don't want to upset Michael Molasses. Right. <laughs> I mean, I would say, I would say Noah Gregor, just kind of like I alluded to earlier, you know, he, rightly or wrongly, you know, kind of had the bounty put on his head a little bit. And he said, all right, you know what? I'm going to show you a thing or two and came in, you know, he had the goal uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? As I mentioned, he put up seven shots on goal. Um, he had eight hits this week, which again, whatever your opinion is on being a physical player, there is a degree of importance to it. And, and, and Gregor's bringing that. So well, dude, I Ian, was, Ian making a case that he needs to be named your hero of the week. Hey, you know what? I love Ian. Great guy. Uh, you know, definitely an honorable mention, but you should have went with LeBanc, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just hey, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a big kind of proponent of the idea that if you get called out specifically in sports, right? You get called out like the way that you sort of shut everybody up is you respond accordingly. And I think this week especially, I thought Noah Gregor did that pretty well. All right. And and I see uh Ryan in the chat saying maybe LeBanc just isn't a likable guy. I don't give a shit if he's not a likable guy. If he puts up points and does, you know, what he's supposed to do, who cares? <laughs> there's there's been more than a few players that were dicks. <laughs> Ask um oh my god. Oh Christ almighty. Somebody okay, the you're there's some Bay Area sports fans up in here. Uh who was playing second base for the Giants in two thousand two? The guy who had a big problem in a blow up with Barry Bonds in the uh dugout. Jeff, Jeff Kent, thank you. Uh, Jeff Kent uh, hated Barry Bonds. It was a dick or whatever. Hey, you know what? Both these guys played their what they're supposed to do really well. So I, you know, but to that point though, anytime I've ever dealt with LeBanc, Kevin Lacey said it in here. Like anytime I've dealt with them, he's been nothing but nice. You mm -hmm. know, even you know, and I understand like at things like fan fests and whatnot, like they literally pro probably have to like be told by their significant other or stare in the mirror for 10 minutes going, okay, you have to be nice for the next two hours. <laughs> well, and, and not only that, but we, you know, of course we, we kind of had a conversation a little bit uh, before we went live, just about being the center of attention and that kind of stuff. Like, Look, like you, the listeners here, all of you listening, thank you, by the way, you're lucky that AJ and I are both vibrant personalities that sometimes <laughs> that sometimes don't know when to shut up. Right. Because for for every one of us, there is there are people who just, you know, 
they're not really a fan of, you know, public speaking or, you know, maybe there's some kind of anxiety or or uninterest in being social. And that's perfectly fine, too. And and I not to say that this is happening, but I do think there's a degree, you know, LeBanc, at least according like Kevin is saying, you know, his public persona is a bit more quiet guy, say a few words like that's you know, that's not really a, a good determining factor in what somebody's personality is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how about your zero? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start with mine, dude. And I hate to Go say this, it. this pains me. You say know, it. you know how many, say it, baby. Just how, say it. how many jerseys I have, how much I love this guy. Tomas Hurdle. You're, you're kind of, I don't know. I guess it's hard to, to, to quote Ramenda. It's hard to play hungry when the belly is full. And I don't know, since he got his bag, whew, and so what 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 is it about him that you're having a problem with? Like he's I don't see the guy that will there have been times where I've seen him hello you know I I'm not going to have a wank but I am going to call out like game 6 game 7 No game 6 <laughs> game 6 pretty pivotal moment like he's had big moments and there have been times where he's like really stepped up like nobody else it, I guess my point is this season I can't think of more than a couple of games where I felt like Hurdle was a difference maker tonight. Sure, fair. And I feel like I ju- I'm just not saying that as much as I used to. Which is fair, I because I think if you just look at him, like the stats. I mean, the stats are still there, right? Mm-hmm. But he's doing it po- quietly, right? But to to your point, right? That sort of. I guess appearance that he's, you know, going to be like you said, the difference maker. Cause there've been a lot of times over the last four years where he's the only guy doing it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like the only guy and, who showed up to the game. And, and so the stats are there, but I agree, you know, there, there have been numerous times where it's just, I don't know if it's feeling dejected with the way the sharks uh, have been playing the last few years. I don't know. Again, I don't want to speculate on something that might not exist, but Maybe there's some kind of some kind of off ice consideration. I don't know, but on the on the I guess the optics, you know, take the stats out of it. Just looking at the player, I do agree there is something that seems a little bit off. Mm-hmm. And you know, even and, even even things like you know, he doesn't appear as physical. It seems like there's been more giveaways lately. Like the, that mm-hmm. crispness is just not there. I don't think. Well, and the other thing being is that hurdle for the most part, his line mates have been pretty consistent. You know, it's Meyer mm-hmm. and usually LeBanc, but somebody sometimes somebody else. Couture shows up, you know, and it's like, well, I think I'm pretty sure I got Barabanov. Who the hell knows going to be on the other side? Right. So, you know, and there's been times that for a while, what, it was Hurdle and Barabanov were the ones that were tied to the hip. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at, so I don't know if you've ever heard of, uh, heard of left wing left wing lock it's for it's for like fantasy hockey but you can look at like line pairings and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. Hur- hurdles top three forward trios that he's been a part of all have timo meyer on them right <laughs> so to so to your point like the familiarity and the way timo meyer is playing exceptionally well this year you would think that i don't know you would think that he just wouldn't be fighting it as much you would think thank you ryan appreciate that at least oh, it can yeah. be somebody's. Uh, who's your zero? Uh, so as I as I brought up last week, and it's going to continue um, until he's extended. My standing zero is going to be uh, the Sharks front office for entertaining the idea that Timo Meyer needs to be traded. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
you you're gonna get sick of me saying that every week. So you better hope Timo Meyer signs. <laughs> it's all good, dude. I can put up with it as long. I mean, I just think about the amount of shows that I've that you've heard me uh, utter the words. Um, I'm just gonna say ek. I'm not even gonna say the full word. <laughs> but you get run me. Did somebody say Eric Carl? <laughs> So let's uh, move on to uh, some talking points, some news, if you will. Mm -hmm. The Sharks announced on Wednesday that they acquired defenseman Jacob McDonald and forward Martin Kaut. I hope I'm saying that correctly. From the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for forward Matt Nieto and defenseman Ryan Merkley. Um, Most are saying that the Sharks lose this deal, and uh, I'm one of them. Okay. Do you want me to show my math? Sure. Okay. So I look at this and I go, well, Merkley for Cout, that's that's problem for problem. That's you Which know, I the, think is fine on its own. Yeah. Like it had that deal happened, just just that, I would have been like, yeah, seems, you know, both guys taken in the same draft. Uh both haven't been able to catch on it with their respective club. Fine. But I look at Jacob McDonald, he's like he's like a couple months younger than Matt Nieto. Mm-hmm. And he's been a career AHLer, basically. And Matt Nieto has, like I said earlier, he's like uh, putting up a point every third game. He's second on the team in time on ice for the PK. He's shown some offensive push every once in a while because, unfortunately, this team is so bereft of offense that <laughs> It's like, okay, next man up. Go ahead, Matt. Take a take a skate with Couture out there. Let's see what go what happens, you know? <laughs> so I and then Massasak tweeted that McDonald is toiling in the ECHL when New Jersey gave him a chance. Um, but he says he became a great offensive defenseman at that level. And I guess they're saying, you know, it could be a six, seven, eight. I mean, last time I looked, they they only play six defensemen, sometimes seven. But uh, I don't know. He, he's 30 in a couple of weeks. And I just, I mean, this is a team that has Kanijov hopefully coming back within a week or two. You know, he's already playing with the Barracuda. So I just sit there and go, well, where the hell is he going to slot in? Meanwhile, you've lost a really reliable defensive forward. And as they say, we've said it before, uh, whoever ends up with the best player out of the deal wins the deal, right? Um, usually in higher profile deals, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, and David, okay. David nailing into the chat. The zero this week is Comcast Xfinity for last night. Yep. <laughs> solid, solid call out. <laughs> uh, so what, what are your thoughts on the, on the deal? So I too agree with you. I think if you just look at count for Merkley by itself, I think that's a fine deal for both sides. And I don't know really. I don't really know how much you can analyze that. I think it's fine for both sides. Kaut, obviously. Yeah, it's like two had sides a, of the same coin. Right, and Kaut had a very good start for the Barracuda. You know, three points in two games looked good. So early returns are, you know, that it's working out on that front. The thing with Nieto for Jacob McDonald, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with you that it does feel a bit lopsided in Colorado's oh, favor. Come but, on, man. Fight me. Fight me. But come here's on, false strike out of me. Well, I'm getting there. Here's the thing. <laughs> is we've seen now Matt Nieto, and and maybe this isn't relevant, but, you know, Matt Nieto years ago put on waivers. Colorado claimed him. We know that story. Mm -hmm. He leaves Colorado, comes back to San Jose, right? San Jose is brutal, but then is like, you know what? 
I still want to re-sign here. And then gets traded again to the the only other team he's been on. I kind of look at that and I wonder, okay, you've played four different stints in the NHL with two teams. You re-signed on a shitty team. Like, maybe nobody else wanted him. Like, maybe it was this or he just leaves for nothing, right? Mm. And... The other thing with Jacob McDonald, you know, you pointed out, Kevin pointed out, yeah, he was in the ECHL a few few years ago, and now it's kind of like, well, where does he go from here? But I kind of look at this as, okay, maybe Kanijov doesn't come back to the NHL this year just because he wants to get full conditioning with the Barracuda, which is is fine, whatever. Well, yes. Why try to make the Sharks any better right now? Right. And but you know what we like there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks right now with Marcus Nudavara. There's a lot of question marks with uh, Radim <laughs> right. There's a lot of question marks with Radim Shimmick. You know, he's back on the injured reserve and it's a bit cryptic as to what the problem is. Um but even then you you pointed out a week ago, you know, Scott Harrington penning UFA, you know, he could easily be traded. Matt Benning, the value that he's cultivated for himself this year might make him tradable option. Mm-hmm. Let's just say for argument's sake, for fun, Shimmick doesn't come back this year. Harrington's out the door. Benning's out the door. Well, all of a sudden you're short a couple defensemen. And so Solid point. while while McDonald is not a sexy return for Nieto, he is a warm body that can play. And he's going to be a pending unrestricted free agent next year. So if it really doesn't work out, that's when you flip him for a draft pick, you know? Nice. Like it. Uh, I, I will say, though, I'm a little put off, and maybe this is uh, the Kevin Lacey in me, but I, uh, I'm i a little put off by the way that you consistently mispronounced Matt's name. It was weird. Who? It's, it's, it's pronounced, if I remember correctly, it's pronounced Long Beach native Matt Nieto. Okay. Here we he, go. He said it. Get your <laughs> get your quarter. You know, who's, who, who's paying the royalty quarter? Take oh. it. So now, uh, from the 2018 draft, the Sharks have traded every skater. Good. <laughs> Ryan Merkley, <laughs> bye-bye. Uh, Linus Carlson traded for Dolan. Uh, Jasper Weatherby. I don't. Who the hell did we get for Weatherby? Uh, uh, Chris Guolo. Oh, that's right. Answer. And he's actually doing, you know, pretty decent with the CUDA so far. You know, I don't want to say I called that one, but. Oh, yeah, know. hey, hey. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, John Leonard was part of the Coonan deal. But anyway, uh, only sticking around from the 2018 draft so far is Zachary Iman. And let's be honest, they probably just can't find anybody to take him. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, if you ask Kevin, Kevin is going to express his shock that he's still here. Right. Um, yeah, you know what? It is. And we we've seen this before, you know. It's not like unheard of that an entire team selection of picks from one year are gone, but it is kind of interesting to just see, like, man, like what 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 could have been, you know. And and granted, the twenty eighteen <laughs> draft. Why are you still here? Right. Well, and you look at the twenty eighteen draft, like outside of the first and second round, maybe a little bit of the third round, not really overwhelming in terms of talent Mm. so again not not to do the revisionist history angle but like i don't know could could you can could you really say well if the sharks took that guy it would have been better because i'm not totally sure you know yeah uh and ian pointing out that you know iman's gonna have his deal run out and that'll be it for him and which very likely yeah it's kind of a and there's so many in the pipe now 
you know, between uh, what Strauss Mann, McAniemi, uh, Godro, and there's somebody Krona. else. Yeah, Ma- yeah, Krona. So, yeah, there's just <laughs> Corona. <laughs> we got that Krona. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Ricky saying seems like a losing trade. Yeah, I mean, look, we'll we'll see how it works. Would I have preferred a pick for Nieto instead of Mc- McDonald? Yes, but listen to what Jerk just said and. There you go. It's all good. Jesus Christ. Iman has only played four games in Wichita this year. That's <laughs> that's like almost that's like almost not playing hockey. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> he obviously is not in the NHL. He's not in the AHL. He's barely playing in the ECHL. Like I, I don't oh, want Lacey be... bringing up Bow Pit as well. Right. You know, I I, I don't want to be disrespectful. Pipeline is full. Right, and I don't want to be disrespectful to to Iman. He's obviously, you know, a, a professional. But it, it feels like this is the guy where in five years he's going to be like, you know, the senior accountant somewhere. And like the goalie <laughs> bag is going to be in the garage, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, sorry, Zachary, the pattern is full. <laughs> we, we got nothing. You are the weakest link. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, just... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm. It's to the point where I'm. I'm. I'm sick of it. Me too, dude. W- with the Timo talk, but it is what it is. Shang dropping something. Was that earlier today? Yeah, earlier today. Sharks want three piece for Meyer. Um, as do I mean, yeah. W- but if you're gonna get the three piece, get the coleslaw and the drink to go with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like three pieces. Uh, a source told Shang. I always wonder who these sources are. Like, is this a scouting source? Is this a front office source? Like, I'm dying to know. But uh, what I'm hearing is a first-rounder, a one grade-A or two grade-B prospects, or one good prospect, and a young, established NHL player. I mean... <laughs> Which sounds exactly like... What, Bore what the Islanders <laughs> paid up for Bo Horvat, which... Yeah, yeah, and you know it. It appears as though maybe Bo Horvat is going to sign with the Islanders, but what? I would have to. Uh, what? Uh, oh, that. Oh, you mean that he's going to sign an extension? Correct. Okay, I thought I'm like, wait a minute. That, you know that trade happened like a few hours ago. Right? And, <laughs> but but again, like you just look at it, right? Like, would you? You know, would you rather have? Just based on what they're doing this year, would you rather have Bo Horvat or would you rather have Timo Meyer? Right? I, I would think that Timo Meyer would be the more attractive trade piece, and so you, I think, based on what Bo Horvat was returned for, you could conceivably say that Meyer would be worth more than what um, Shang's article is saying. But you know, I, I don't know. It's just kind of like what I mentioned last week, right? Where I feel like if there was real smoke to the Timo Meyer fire if you will like i feel like it would be in the headlines a whole lot more you know what i mean and the fact that the fact that it's not really being talked about besides hey he's gonna be a free agent like i don't know and and to your point right like with all these articles of like oh so and so is gonna trade for meyer they're you know they want to give up this 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 like i don't know if you saw and (laughs) this is honestly one of the stupidest things i've ever read uh it was it was theorized let's say that the maple leafs could trade for timo meyer for the playoff run and then after the playoffs flip him 
for a profit in assets. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, what? And I'm just like, and I'm like, if that's the, and I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, if that's the, if that's the hottest talk on Timo Meyer, there's nothing going on. You know well, what I mean? The thing that got me though with the Toronto thing is there were, a, I think I saw some responses to what you're talking about. It's like, oh my, you know, like the, the Leafs would be totally mortgaging their future. And it's like, bitch, they haven't won a cup in 50 years. If Meyer got them the big shiny thing this year, it, dude, they'd be satisfied for another twenty-five. Dude, they haven't burned. <laughs> they haven't been out of the first round in nineteen years. Okay, then. So it's you like know. you know, oh, and, and, mortgage and the fan- future. Fuck the future if it gets you the cup this year. Well, and dude, that fan base is insufferable just by the fact that they <laughs> exist. Add in, you know, these other considerations. Like <sighs> it's bad, but we're looking at you, Dangle. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I now, just, I, dude, Berg. You know. Dude, Berg throwing the gauntlet. Perhaps at you. I don't know. So I'm not sick of the Timo talk because trading Timo is the quickest way to turn around the Sharks' fortunes. Respectfully, I disagree. Show your work. Well, uh, okay. So just give him, give him the the tried and true line of that you're gonna be you're gonna trade him and then you're gonna spend the next decade looking for him. Yeah, because you're gonna trade away Timo Meyer and then when you're building your team, you're gonna say, man, you know what? Oh, what you know what would put us over the top? A guy like Timo Meyer. So you could just keep him, right? And so as we've talked about it right now, like you have the, uh, you know, the sharks obviously are not constructed like a playoff team as we all know this, but you think? there's, but there's, but there, there's a foundation in place to move them in that direction. And right? wouldn't, wouldn't Timo Meyer be a pillar of that foundation? That's what I'm saying is like, you, you know, I, I don't think the Sharks are going to win the Stanley Cup in two years, but I think if they have some savvy drafting, some savvy trading, and and free agency signings, could they could they get back to the playoffs in two years? Yeah, I think so. You know, mm-hmm. and and so if it's a, as we've pointed out, we've seen I I don't know how many times I've said this over the season. We see teams who go through a rebuild, resist the urge to trade away their best player, and then guess what? By the time they're good again, now they have a superstar who's leading the way, <laughs> and. Yeah, you know what? If you trade Timo Meyer for a boatload of picks, yeah, it's going to be awesome because you're going to get all these lottery fancy, tickets. You know, yeah, you're going to get all these lottery tickets, right? Exactly. But it's undoing the foundation that's been put in place. And I'll I'll leave you with a quote that uh, a oh, mutual... are are we about to end the show? No, no, no. no <laughs> but I'm just saying, a mutual friend of Kevin and I's Ooh. has coined has coined this expression: prospects are cool, parades are cooler. Dig it. Think about it. Yeah. Kevin knows what I'm talking about. I'm sure he's going to put it in the chat. Well, I mean, so far it sounds like half the Eastern Conference is in on this. And I get it. All the people. Uh, I'm sorry? Well, I mean, you think about it, right? It's like Timo Meyer comes out. I feel like every team should be tripping over their dicks to get at him, right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it sounds like the big, the or at least the names you're hearing the most of, uh, Carolina, Jersey, Rangers, Sabres, Leafs. Uh, and then somebody even mentioned the Flames the other day. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> what team isn't going to get mentioned at this point? Right. Of course. So, right. Well, it, it's the same, it's the same thing. And like, we've talked about, like, if you're a good general manager, right? Like if you're a good GM, you're in on everybody, even if you don't really need them or want them. Sure. But I mean, no matter the return though, the Sharks fans are going to be underwhelmed, right? They're going to be pissed and because whoever right. gets the best player wins the trade and <laughs> whoever, gets, <laughs> whoever gets Timo, hello, thank you. 
now I'll tell you if I've been seeing a lot of this where it's like, oh, uh, you know, well, okay, a protected first round pick, but and I'm going, uh, I'm sorry, if any conversation <laughs> starts with the words protected, I'm hanging up the phone. Like the sharks have already been burned by that. And even the Horvat deal today, it was let me it was it was protected this year, but if it slides to 24, it's unprotected. Did I read that correctly? Yeah, so it's it's top twelve protected this year, and then if it fall if it's you know if it falls into the top twelve, then it turns into a twenty twenty four first, and it's unprotected. Here's my thing. Well, like you're trading for a player that's supposed to get you over the hump. Like you're you you'd probably finish pretty well. You would hope. Like so, you your first hope. round pick is going to be somewhere like twenty or lower. Right, but as we've seen, things go sideways. I mean. Yeah. The, the Sharks, obviously, being an example. I mean, you look at sh- – shit, man. Look at uh, look at the Florida Panthers. You know, they gave Montreal uh, they gave Montreal a first for Ben Chirot last year, and now Florida's not in the playoffs, right? So all of a sudden mm. – all of a sudden, Montreal is kind of like, hey, oh, you know what? We, dude. Got two, we got two lottery tickets here. Dude, they are the big swinging dicks at the draft table. That's why I brought it up earlier a few shows ago, like – does Montreal try to 4D chess this shit and say, hey, we'll give you both of our first round picks for the number one to whoever ends up getting it? You know, let, uh, let's right. say in a hypothetical bullshit, and you know me, I'm not a big fan of the whole hypothetical, you know, what if bull. I like to talk about what is, what not, what might happen. But sure. for the giggles, oh, we just blew Chris's mind because Pucknologist is on a Monday. Um, <laughs> For the giggles, let's just say the Sharks got the number one pick. They win the fucking lottery with, what, 9.5% chance at getting it? And they somehow they pull it off. What if Montreal comes knocking on their door and says, hey, we got two shiny first-round picks that are like in the top 12 or wherever they would be. Uh, You want both of those for your number? Yeah, I wouldn't be interested in that if I was the Sharks, just because, I mean, there's there's so many factors at play, right? You get Connor Bedard, like, yeah, he's going to help your team, but you know what else he's going to do? He's going to make you a lot of money on the back end. Mm-hmm. No, I feel you. All right, jersey I, sales, marketing. I'm just wondering know? if 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 Montreal, if it played where they got like, say that they got, they ended up with the number two and the like. Where are where are they set? Right now, right now, Mo- they, right now like Montreal get... is at right now Montreal is at seven and eleven. Seven and eleven. Okay, but if they if one of now, but they have both picks. So if Florida, if that pick ends up winning the lottery, well, it can mm-hmm. only move up how many spaces? Ten. So they could go. So their Florida pick could conceivably move to two. Right. Uh. If you, no, if, if it, they were it, picking at eleven, the, no, they could move up to with the eleventh overall. They could move up to one to first overall. Well, I thought you said they can only move up ten spots. Yeah, what's eleven minus ten? That would be one. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> I, I I I used to know how to math. All right, right but, so but then you my, look at it. So say that say that Florida pick wins it, right? Then Montreal's in a situation where they're picking at one and eight. You know. Oh, dude. Assuming, assuming the, the and you know that's the, going to happen, right? Because the NHL is completely corrupt, and <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I hate to, you know, I don't I don't like to do the whole 
oh, tinfoil hat and the NHL's grease in the wheel for certain markets. I, I don't play that. I don't like to play that game. But I'm looking at, at, at who's currently in the top 12 right now. And really the only team that I think would cream the NHL's genes of getting the first overall pick would be the Blackhawks, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. And you know the NHL would love it if Bedard, you know, if you get a big name back in there and make that franchise relevant again. For as, right. my, for as many outdoor games and all the stuff that they're, all the national, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so I'm, desperate to have a quote-unquote Western Conference team be relevant. I love, you know, this This is completely off topic, but like this, once we get into the home stretch to the trade deadline, it's always my favorite time of the year because I feel like, I feel like a lot of teams, some teams overvalue first round picks and some teams undervalue first round picks. And so I'm always curious to see like how they move around. Do you know what I mean? Oh, dude, totally. But Ruben off the top rope. <laughs> I'd personally stay in junior and re-enter the draft if, if I got to pick him by San Jose. <laughs> Christ, dude. Oh, so look, I mean, either way, can we just stop? Talking about team, can we put like an embargo on the Timo trade talk until something actually happens? Because I'm uh, honestly, I'm sick of the clickbait articles. You know, seven teams Meyer could go to. You won't believe number three. Fuck. Who can- Thirty-one teams the Sharks should trade Eric Carlson to. Right. Oh, uh, hey, at least the Carlson debate or uh, trade talk has died down. But I think it's because a I don't know a wave of I don't know. <laughs> realism smacked everybody in the face and said nobody is taking on that contract he could be scoring two points per game right now like eric carlson could have 105 points right now and no Mm -hmm. team is taking you know is going to trip over their dicks to get him well and 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 you know what's really funny about this whole red herring that is the eric carlson trade rumors is you know, he he did an interview recently where he 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 came out and said like it was not something that was made up. He came out and said he came out. Good for him. You know, he came out and said, look, like, you know, I want to win a Stanley Cup and I hope it's here referring to San Jose and the the people like you said, the people who need to, you know, reach the word count limit. <laughs> they just hear they hear I would like to win a cup. They leave out the second part of I hope it's here. Yep. True. So whatever. I mean, and dude, has there ever been in history been an article that listed like all these potential trade proposals? This is what uh, you know, New Jersey has for t- has it has, like has there ever been like an article like two months later when some deal actually happens and oh my god, look at this guy hit it perfect. No, I would no. say almost never. I would I I have I would say never. And, because and you in, know whoever whoever actually did do that, dude, it would be pinned to their Facebook, their Twitter. Like, here's the one time I got it all right. Right. And speaking of getting things right, I think Ian has described the Eric Carlson trade rumors perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It died because <laughs> it was stupid as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the fourth period, who, who's that? Is that Peñota? Yes. Okay. I get, I, I'm sorry. I get everybody confused. There's too many. I, my scorecard is not that big. Uh, but they're saying LeBanc is being shopped. I mean, again, who isn't at this point? <laughs> um, and I get it. You need content. How many times can you write the same article? Um, but I mentioned it earlier. How, how, how are you going to get a decent return in a trade if you're scratching the guy you're trying to deal? Right. I mean, is that not a tacit admission of like, yeah, this guy isn't very good. Please give us something. I don't know. 
So I, I mentioned a wager, a potential wager, a crisp fiver, if you will, a fin. Sure. 11 games between now and February 25th, which is Marlowe's retirement night. Between now and then, will the Sharks win more than two games? Between now and Marlowe's retirement night? Uh, yeah. Let me run it down for you, good sir. We're yeah, uh, do that. All right, we're at Tampa. Okay. At Florida. At Washington. Hosting Pittsburgh. At Vegas. Hosting Buffalo. Hosting Seattle. Hosting Nashville. And then the game against Chicago on Marlowe's retirement night. So that is, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, I'm sorry, that's nine games. Oh, because I wanted to do this last week. So, okay, so nine games. Do they win two of these games? Two of their next nine? Two of their next nine. It's, like I said, Tampa, yes, Florida, Washington. percent they do. Oh, okay, against who? What are you looking at, Chicago and Florida? Um, That's a safe bet. Maybe but Buffalo? I, I think, I don't know, but I think... You know, I, I I would say either Florida or Chicago would probably be one of your gimmies, but then I think they squeak out a win against one of these other teams. I mean, you look like Pittsburgh, Washington, Buffalo. Like these teams have talent, but they're not guaranteed playoff teams. Same with Nashville. I, those four I mentioned: Washington, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Nashville. The Sharks could conceivably build. I'm sorry, beat any of those teams. Not saying they would beat all four or even half of them, but I think in these next nine games, I think they could get two wins. No, more than two. More? Okay, so three? Yeah. Do Why they, didn't you just lead with well, that? Well, okay, sorry. Do they win <laughs> three of their next nine? Yes. Finsky? Sure. All right. You heard it here first. Somebody somebody, uh, clip it. Steven! Uh, my other bet for you. I don't know if we have to do a parlay on this. <laughs> do, do the Sharks get 20 wins? This season, they currently have fifteen. Yes, you think they're going to hit twenty? According to the math, they're on pace for twenty-four wins. So, all right, <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting schedule, my friend. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, okay, so t- basically, they have to win uh, what is that? Five of the next thirty-one games. <laughs> it sounds so easy, but you <laughs> really <does>. never know. <laughs> uh, well, what's the number? Uh, I'm going to say eight. I'm going to put it at eight. Can they win eight of 31 games? Jeez. Um, so if they win eight of the next 31, then that keeps them on the same pace they've been doing all year. So I think I would feel comfortable doing that. All right. We, okay. So uh, like maybe a, a double up on that? Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, We're talking sure. five bucks, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right. All right, so we have a wager then. So if the Sharks win three of the next nine, I owe Jerkman a fin. If they don't, mm-hmm. he owns he owes me. But if and if the Sharks win eight or more of the of the last thirty one, like you say, it sounds so simple. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll work that out. We we're gonna have to uh, pin that. Uh, maybe I'll have to do a graphic, and then we'll just and so that way you don't have to pin the tweet. You just Put it in your header for a couple of weeks. Well, and, and you know, you can, uh, and if, you know, Puck Guy, if you're listening, maybe we can get a weekly update. That's a live check-in. Hey now. That'd be nice. <laughs> so through 51 games, 66 points is the pace. Last year was 77. Yay. 
uh, NHL high, losing 21 of 33 where they had the lead. It's uh, it's not great. Like I said earlier, 0 for 8 on the power play in the last five games, 69% on the PK. Uh, they, I feel like they're going to miss Nieto a, a, a scotch on that. But to you, to kind of your point that, oh, it sounds so easy. I feel like they can do that. The blue line right now is still on a 2.6 point per game pace. Last year it was 1.8. And right now the forwards, 5.84. Last year it was 5.13. So what does that say? It says the goaltending for Team Teal sucks. And that Eric Carlson has had a resurgence. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but holy, oh, dude, imagine this. Dude, they would... <laughs> I'm going to say, dude, we'd be selling Bedard shirts already if Myron Carlson weren't on this team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over the last seven, Reimer has averaged 0.884. Kakinen, 0.872. I think we know what the problem is to a large extent. So the the fact that Reimer's name keeps getting bandied about, I, I'm not really understanding it. Unless we're, it's going to be for future considerations. Here's my understanding is Kakinen and Reimer, I mean, yes, their their save percentages on the season are a bit, mm, they're a bit different. Obviously, Reimer's got a better save percentage than Kakinen, but over these not last... Not by much. Right, not by much. And o- over these last seven games, over their respective last seven games, excuse me, their save percentages are quite close to each other. So tell me why Kakinen is a bum and Reimer is some elite lovable superstar goalie. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah, I don't get it. Avocado wanting to join in. He wants a piece of the action. He says, oh, one and eight over the next night. <laughs> Dude, I would take that so fast. You're telling me they don't get one win over the next nine? Give me a break. Uh, f- dude, who knows? If Meyer's gone tomorrow. Will you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to delete your account. Oh, <laughs> So uh, the okay, so some new event additions are coming to the All Star Game as we move on to uh, the NHL. Although I do, I do have one thing that I did want to share. There was a power ranking article, and this kind of like slides into what we've been saying. I just love the. I don't know who put this facetious, sarcastic comment in there, but you're speaking my language. Uh, it says San Jose Sharks. It's a power ranking thing. Ranked twenty seventh. Uh, has uh, McIndoo's and LeCision's ranking. They're both 27. So it's worst thing to happen this season for the Sharks. Eric Carlson forcing people to pay attention. <laughs> when a defenseman is scoring at a 110-point pace, you're legally obligated to watch when you're able. The issue is that Carlson's games generally involve the rest of the Sharks. <laughs> truer words have not been spoken dude and i'm like and the thing is is like every once in a while like somebody will hit me up and be like you know aj you, you're kind of you can be kind of a negative nancy or a debbie downer from sometimes and so when i say something oh i'm being negative or i'm being a downer this guy says it oh wow that's really funny mm-hmm. like f you <laughs> but anyway new event additions to the all-star game i Dude, I don't even know what the hell they're doing. Are they playing like golf with hockey nets or something? What the fuck is yeah, going on? Yeah, there's a well, they're doing they're trying to do special events like they did with Vegas last year where Which I dug, you know, outside of the Bellagio, they're skipping shit off the pond and everything. Yeah, so they they're going to have a setup on a golf course. They're going to have a setup on the beach. 
Um, there were conversations of an alligator that did not end up happening. <laughs> uh, I am so disappointed. Hold on. I know. The Chipotle Pitch and Puck will have players combine their hockey and golf skills on a par four golf hole featuring an island green. Six players will participate, the winner being the one who successfully sinks the puck slash ball in the hole with the fewest shots using a combination of hockey and golf shots. If there is a tie, the longest drive will determine the winner. All right, I feel you. That's not bad. Then there's a tendy tandem. Eight goalies will work in tandems, one shooting, oh Jesus, and the other in net. The shooting goalie from a division will take a shot from a designated mark and will be awarded three points if the shot goes in the hole, two if it hits the in-net target, zero if the net is missed. All right. Uh, you got fastest skater, hardest shot, all the other bullshit that you're used to. Uh, hey, I like it. You know, what, what was it St. Louis when the guys were like firing pucks from the upper deck? Yeah, that was St. Louis in 2020. Yeah, so I, I like the fact that they... D- how funny is it? Like All Star Weekend, it's the skills competition that's more fun to watch than the actual games. Hundred percent, it is. <laughs> like, you know, I I feel like I may have already said this, but like, you know, getting to go to the All Star game and cover it was a cool experience. But the experience, like the experience of watching the game, is just as boring as if I was watching it at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> the skills competition is definitely the superior event. Oh yeah. Uh, we heard earlier, uh, Austin Matthews is going to skip it and bark off will slot in. So, you know, a little home cooking there, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, easy travel schedule. Last week we talked about new alternates for Arizona, Vancouver. I'm going to be interested to see if any more teams roll out new alts this season or even next since uh, dude, Adidas is done after next season. So, you know, isn't the, the new maker going to need a little, uh, lead time to adapt the designs? It would just, I don't know. It would, I mean, I understand though, there might be some teams that had shit in the pipeline from a year ago and like, this is on schedule, but I don't know. It's going to be weird to see this whole transition. But speaking of jerseys, uh, what, what do you think about the stadium series, brother? Capitals and Hurricanes. I think they're just okay. Really? I mean, I, I'm with you on the hurricanes for whatever reason the hurricanes i feel like they could probably come up with something a bit more redonkulous and they continue to play it safe over and over whereas i'm kind of feeling that capitals one dude like it's off the beaten path definitely between the two the capitals one i do like more see there we go see that's all you had to say But I want to know though, the, like the, they literally just put these on sale three weeks before the event, not three months, so fans can actually order and customize and receive. No, three weeks, dude. Whoever is in charge of merchandising for the league can just needs to go sit on a hockey stick for all I care. Uh, <laughs> something else that we heard uh, from one of the eighteen hundred bajillion NHL podcasts that are there. Welcome in, by the way. Uh, Elliot Friedman says that the teams that played internationally this year, obviously San Jose and Nashville started off the season in Prague, but particularly Colorado and San Jose are saying no more to the overseas games. Uh, basically because it's, it just takes too long to get your body clock back on and every recovery is just ridiculous. And, and if you have to do these games at all, 
let them be at the start of the season, fine. But the whoever participates, they have to be East Coast time zone teams. You're going to do this shit in Europe, man. I don't know. But if you want to know more about that, check out the 32 Thoughts podcast. Finally, before we move on to the Barracuda, um, what are you thinking about the Bo Horvat situation? Is this the beginning of the end for things in Vancouver? Are they uh, waving the white flag here? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I... I this is a you, franchise that is in such just controversial disarray. Well, and you know, the writing was on the wall when they, you know, when they extended JT Miller last summer and, and left their, their captain and the heart and soul of their team out in the cold. You know what I mean? Um, I... It, it is a long time coming, and I, and I, as we talked about, especially last year, I always felt like the Vancouver Canucks were a better team than what their record indicated. But now it seems like, you know, Bo Horvat is, is gone and, and that's just the beginning, right? I mean, they just signed JT Miller over the summer and there's already whispers that he could be gone. And, you know, Brock Besser has been rumored to be out the door for a while. Same with Connor, <laughs> same with Connor Garland, like you know, the team is rumored to be out the door. I mean, and they just extended Andre Kuzmenko, but, the way that Jim Rutherford operates, like if the right deal comes, he's not going to say no, you know? Hello. And so I, I really think it's with trading, like I said, Bo Horvat was the heart and soul of this team was the captain, the leader, all that kind of stuff. Trading him. I, it's the beginning of the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's man. And a lot of people were sleeping on the return that Vancouver got, but I mean, if he's just purely a rental for the Islanders, I think it's a good return for Vancouver. Now, if if Bo Horvat signs with a contract extension with the Islanders, yeah, a it's a balls. different it's a different conversation. But I mean, getting that kind of return for a pending UFA, like I think that's a pretty solid return, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I see uh, Avocado asking about my jersey. Like it? Dig it? Here, here, check out the shoulder patch. Nice, right? <laughs> Check out <laughs> Sharks jerseys on Instagram. Buy your own. SJ Sharks jerseys. Yeah, this is my little uh, my little stealthy pickup here. Uh, so, all right. Get it? He said stealth. He said stealth. <laughs> it's funny. It's uh, coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I, who, God, there was somebody who, made, I don't know if it was the new, I don't think it was the Nieto piece, but somebody posted, you know, and it was like a LeBron or somebody said, you know, the first domino of the trade thing has fallen. And I was like, really? Nieto is what, how are you going to hang your hat on for that? Now that I see Horvat, now I'm starting to go, okay, maybe we are going to start seeing some moves here and there. Well, maybe, and maybe the trade deadline itself won't be that boring, or maybe it will be insanely boring because all the moves are going to happen just before it. Well, and it's kind of like what we talked about last week, right? Where once you get to four, five, six weeks out from the deadline, like that's where things really kind of get cleaned up cap wise. And so, you know, that's when things start happening just because the teams that are up against it, LTIR or, you know, just not being prepared for the flat cap, which you can't blame anybody for not being prepared for that. We didn't know it was happening. Like, this is where things open up. I mean, even if you want to you want to break it down right now, you know, the Islanders in real dollars, the Islanders have two and a half million dollars in cap space, but the way accruing salary cap works and prorating all that kind of stuff, they have eleven million dollars in deadline cap space, right? And so the further you get to the deadline, the more money you open up and there's retained salary and all these kinds of things. And 
you know, about five weeks out is when it really starts to get cooking. So even if we even if we don't see another trade until the deadline, you're going to see a lot of conversations, <laughs> yeah, a lot and, of whispers. And a lot of goddamn clickbait articles. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, let's take this one about the All-Star game. Who's the shooter between Logan Thompson and Stuart Skinner? I go Thompson on that. I don't know. I would have to see. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you uh, on February 4th. You know who should be a shooter is, uh, and I, you know, I honestly, this is how stupid, <laughs> the All- this is how stupid the all-star game is, is despite how good he is, I'm not convinced that he's going. This is how stupid the all-star game is. But if Igor Shosturkin is going to the all-star game, which he is, thankfully, he should be one of the shooters because I'll tell you what, dude, have you seen like the fact that in a year that guy's tried to score a goal at least three or four times, <laughs> like he's got to be in the conversation for that event. I dig it. So, I like it. Can we really quick, really yeah, quick, whip it out. Say it. So we're, we're talking about stu- the all-star game being stupid. So Matty Beneers, who's the Seattle Krakens representative got injured and so needed a replacement. Mm-hmm. So, they're going throughout the whole selection process. Every team needs a representative, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. It's very important. Yeah, it doesn't. Maddie, B- Maddie Beneers gets hurt and is replaced with somebody who's not on the Kraken. So, so maybe not every team does need to be represented. Right. Which I support that idea. But if you're going to say that all through this election process, you got to stick to it. Right. Yeah. You would think. And then, and I saw the whole thing is like, Bo Horvat going to the All-Star game. Well, now that he's been traded, who does he play for? I'm like, he got elected there from the Pacific Division. Just leave him in the fucking pack div. What's the problem? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, why are you guys making something out of nothing? I would love, you know, this is, I think this is me being, you know, being a fan of, you know, being a fan of drama and the theater and all that kind of stuff. Chaos. (laughs) I would love for, I would love for Horvat to like roll up to like somebody who's on the, Metro, like like Kevin Hayes, or or no, 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 that's a bad example. Brock Nelson, who is the Islanders' representative. I'd love for Bo Horvat to roll up to Brock Nelson and just be like, my show, baby, and like <laughs> could take his spot. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. All right. Let's talk about that other team in San Jose. Oops. And we're back. <laughs> we just uh, wanted everybody to see all the graphics. Yeah, yeah. You get off one day. You put the show off one day. It throws everything off. Uh, the Barracuda went 1-1-1 one, one, and one this week. They had a pair against Henderson, who they are. Uh, the Henderson, the Silver Knights, are nipping at the Cuda's heels in the uh, final playoff spot. A 3-2 shootout loss to Henderson. Agazino scored both times for San Jose. But the big news, of course, was Nikolai Kanijov returning. Hello. Love that. The other thing for this one, I don't know if you watched this, dude. Gushkin had one of the sickest shootout goals I've ever seen. (laughs) Dude. I don't know, dude. How sick was that Martin Kaut goal? It it, it was. It was. But, dude, that Gushkin one, like, gave me all the feels. Yeah, that was a good one. So uh, they follow that up, a four-win victory versus Henderson. After allowing the first goal, the Cuda would put up four straight, Agazino with a three-point night, and new acquisition, Martin Kaut with a goal and an assist. A lot of love to see that. 
the you know new acquisition making a contribution right away. Then again, we all remember how good Nolan Schaefer's first game was, and then what happened? Uh, the Barracuda would then lose five to four in Bakersfield. Former Shark Jason Demers who puts up two helpers. VL gets two assists. Cout gets an assist. Adam Raska getting his first and second goals of the season. So obviously, you know, it's tough to see them drop that one to Henderson, but hey, it was an overtime. You pick up a point. Silver Knights nipping at the heels. But last I looked, the Barracuda, they're just a point behind the Roadrunners. So it's a little congested there. The Cooter are going to host the Abbotsford Canucks for a pair next Friday and Saturday. Watch out for that Saturday game, though, because it's Germ Farmer, I mean, uh, Kids Takeover Day. (laughs) (laughs) Going to be a lot of kids at that one. So, uh, I don't know, dude, just, I don't know, dunk your jerseys in Purell before you go, I suppose. I was going to say, take an emergency before you leave the house. (laughs) Dude, like, shot a B12, one of those those four-hour energies, and just move on. (laughs) So, uh, with that, uh, you know, one of our shorter shows, we're only hour 15 into this. This is a surprise. Usually we're at the two hour mark as we're hitting final thoughts, but it is what it is. I don't know. I think it's because both of us are burnt out on the, uh, the hyperbolic clickbait. We're tired of talking about Timo. We're tired of talking about Carlson. It's just like, I want something to happen. Well, not only that, but do you think maybe there's a little bit of spring spring break syndrome here as well? Oh, you might be right. Uh, and I'm glad you bring that up. Thank you so much. Uh, You're welcome. We are not going to be here next Sunday for you. Now We're quitting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's not to say that there won't be somebody else this Sunday at 7 p.m. I'm just saying it ain't going to be us. And if it is, then something has gone terribly oh, wrong. Oh, terribly wrong. <laughs> so this Sunday... Uh, we, we could see, uh, you know what I'm rooting for? This is what I am rooting for. I am rooting for this Sunday at 7 PM to be Ian and Lacey just kind of giving a mid season look at the CUDA do a CUDA focus show. I think that would be great. Am I wrong? I think that'd be nice. I think any content is good content. Oh, I know, but I mean, you know, the CUDA don't get enough love. And, sure. and I certainly um, don't have the ability to follow them as closely as I would like, but I know Lacey and Ian try as, as much as they can. And uh, provided that they aren't playing next Sunday, which I don't believe they are, <laughs> you know, it's, what did I say? Saturday. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe you'll have that. You might have Puck Guy on here next Sunday at 7 doing a uh, a look at all the, uh, the horrible – players that I have on game worn jerseys. <laughs> who, who does he have? He's got like Zubris and who, does he have a Bodker gamer? <laughs> oh yeah. It, it's a, it's a, it's a real who's who, you know, I think, I think there's i uh, I'm trying to think, I, I, I think there's a Josh Langfeld in there. Oh, Jesus Christ. So anyway, uh, just to give you all a heads up, we will not be here this coming Sunday for All-Star Weekend. We are taking the weekend off. And <laughs> and then, yeah, we, we just like the Sharks are, and we'll be back for the following week. So uh, with that, uh, I don't know. It. I mean, I, I have a little rant that I would like to say. Say I'm, it, baby. I've, I've kind of touched on it, but let me just say it really quickly. 
I said it last week. I talked about it a little bit today. Can we stop sharing these articles from lesser sites that are like borderline plagiarism? I mean, the the Athletic, the Merck, some of Shang's stuff, Wojcinski on ESPN, all that content for the most part. I know some of Shang's stuff is open to everybody, as is Wojcinski. But for the most part, the content is behind paywalls for a reason. They're at the games. They're talking to coaches. They're talking to players. They're providing info. And when you pay for their content and then share your Cliff's Notes version of it for free on your article, you're just trying to build a name for yourself off someone else's work. And then and you're taking money from them. It's, it's the reason why sites like SB Nation shut down because it's not profitable because people are doing shit like that. And moves like that, it leads to actual less coverage. And I, I will say, I'm looking at you, thescore.com. Dude, I, I pulled up an article where it's like, Sharks and Meyer haven't discussed contract extension. The first sentence is, Timo Meyer hasn't discussed a contract extension with the Sharks, says, uh, oh, I'm sorry, his agent Claude Lemieux told the Mercury News, Curtis Pichelka. It's Are you kidding? It's like, just retweet the Pichelka thing. There's another one here. Sharks defenseman Eric Carlson reiterated that he and his family are happy in San Jose to Pierre Maguire. I'm sorry, Pierre Lebrun. Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah, nobody talks to Pierre Maguire. Uh, (laughs) And then here's another one. Eric Carlson fully invested in the Sharks despite GM being open to offers told to the Athletics' Corey Massasak. And then what's fucked up in here is that it says... Corey, and then like four paragraphs down, it says, I'm just playing right now, but I understand Greer's comments. He said, per Shang Peng. I mean, are you kidding? Like almost every one of these articles are borderline plagiarism. And I don't know who the hell Kayla Douglas is that seems to be writing the majority of the Sharks articles on the score.com. Stop. Just stop. Stop ripping off people that actually do the work. God, that is so annoying. You know, it's, it's silly to see these articles that start with, according to Frank Saravalli. Well, I can just read them. The hell do I need your Cliff Notes version for? Uh, also, the Sharks posted some gamers and team-issued reverse retro jerseys this week. Dude, the gamers were going between 800 to 1500 depending on the player. Jeez. Team-issued. These aren't even worn. You know, just team issued 500 across the board. And it was anybody between, you know, like, uh, God, I'm trying to think. Who did I look at picking up? I thought about it and I decided better. Oh, like Raska. You know, mostly like Kuda guys. Those are 500 across the board. All of them were sold, whether it was gamers or team issued, all sold within two minutes. So somebody explained to me again that Adidas doesn't think there's a market out there that fans are willing to spend money for quality. I mean, a team could literally order a couple hundred extra jerseys, sell them on their shop sites or at games. They'd be gone within minutes. You're leaving more money on the table. I don't get this. I don't get it. Oh, I feel like I've ranted once again. What What would you like to rant about? Anything? We have so well, much time left. We've got another 40 minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> Funny guy. We got a comedian. I must be wearing clown shoes here. Uh no, kind of jumping on to what you're saying, right? Like just, you know, the the expression, if you build it, they will come, right? But kind of turn it around and say, you know, if you, if you have it, they will buy it. 
you know, and, and when you're talking about, you know, the pro stock jerseys, the main in Canada is immediately, um, the Dallas stars online team store came to mind cause they, they do you know, had, had a line of those for a minute. So I fired it up on the old computer there. You know what they have on the front page of their website? You mean, uh, you're talking to hangar hockey? Yes. Yeah. Whip it out. They, so their representative for the all-star game is Jason Robertson. They have Jason Robertson, all-star gear. Dude, shirt, puck. Shirt and two pucks. Yeah. And and that's just the front page. It's there is okay, you click view all and it's the same three items, but still, like they have things. And this is not I don't want anybody to to think I'm calling out the sharks or any one person. This is AJ and Puck Guy and I, we've talked about this so much. Like across the board, like there are a small number of merchandise, uh whatever you want to call them, outlets for teams mm-hmm. that are that are driving ahead of the pace car if you get what i'm saying oh dude like hanger hockey for me is like top of the fucking list like every other team whoever built their site the the teams need to be like saying hey can we get that phone number i'm not even talking about i'm not even talking about their web it is a nice website for sure but i'm going beyond i'm talking about the the gear that they have i mean dallas stars Vancouver Canucks, Winnipeg Jets. I mean, these are the three teams that come to mind as as always having the relevant fresh gear. You well, know, whether and you, if you're shirt guy, hat guy, novelty guy, like or girl, whatever. Like there's there's stuff out there. You well, know? just the fact that you go to and and, it's like, and like you're saying, I'm not trying to like call them out specifically. There are other teams, but the, we talk about the Sharks here. You you look at the Sharks website, the Sharks Pro Shop, there's nary a mention of Eric Carlson, uh, mm-hmm. with, with the All Star Game, why why is there not a Eric Carlson Western Conference shirt available to purchase or a puck? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of yeah, get on it. I, Hanger Hockey, dude, they're they're legit. Like I said, if you're you know, and and we they literally know. have a section that's like game worn, game used, team used. Yeah, and and if you go again, same thing. If you look up, if you you know the van van base, which is the Canucks online team store, same thing. They've got all kinds of good little treats up there. I mean, the Vancouver's big thing is, um, you know, every every year around this time, they they do a lot of uh, Lunar New Year gear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's it looks nice. It's well put together. It's for a good cause. Like, you know, these like. There's a there's a like I said a small handful of teams that really knock it out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know if we're we're just talking about like team issued type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Which which of course we we love we love the legit stuff. And dude, Dallas they start start their price at like three hundred for a jersey, right? That's team issued three hundred. You go to the Sharks, what is, dude, their cheapest is 300 now after it's been put on, quote, on sale. You know, started at 400 now it's 300 and these jerseys have been sitting here for months. And the thing is, like, I'm not trying to tell you how to run your biz, like, run your biz, but they're not game-worn. They're just team-issued, and let's call out the elephant in the room. The Sharks don't wear these jerseys anymore. Oh man. Okay, so I've clearly gone way too far down the rabbit hole. The 
<laughs> no pun intended, or maybe there is a pun intended. The the Canucks, they have a Lunar New Year themed pin that is making me feel a certain way. Oh, a little froggy? <laughs> yeah. Hey now. It's, it's sold out, which is depressing, but I'm like, but see, this is the thing. Like we are, you and I, we're purchasers of things. <laughs> we are consumers. Yeah, we are consumers. Give us things to consume. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I, dude, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a little pissed. I just logged on. I'm, I fucking that, uh, Lunar New Year rabbit adjustable hat and I'm bummed that it's sold out. Yeah. It's, yeah, it looks really nice. And, and again, that also comes down to one of my biggest complaints is, uh, how fast do things sell out? Like it clearly means that you've totally misjudged demand and left a whole bunch of money on the table, but Hey. I guess as long as you make enough to uh, crack the nut, everything else is is fine, and you're you're good with that. But I, I don't know, I, leaving money on the table, whatever. So sharks are going to play zero games this week. Thank you, due to the buy, which gives us a buy. So as of now, next Sunday at seven, something incredibly different will be here on the YouTube channel, and uh, keep an eye out on our Twitter and other social media channels. When one of us, and it's not going to be me or Jerk, decides what that is. Uh, so I, I guess that's it. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong. You can follow him for now at hockey underscore jerk until at I am a Barbie girl uh, becomes available. Yes. Sure. Sure. <laughs> just, just go with it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave your take in the comment section of the video. If you weren't with us live, remember you can find links to our social media, podcast apps, and more included in the show notes. And you can get everything on tealtownusa.com. If you want to join the party at Discord, where it never stops, it never ends, people. It never ends. You can hit up Hockey Jerk on the Twitter machine, again, at hockey underscore jerk. Or via the jerk email machine, which is hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com. So there you go. Man, dude, a 90-minute show? I don't think we've ever done this in the history of anything. This is uh, so odd. Should we just remember, sit here and just like have have awkward silence for 20 minutes? Remember <laughs> back in the day when our goal was under an hour? <laughs> dude, tight 45 was the mantra. <laughs> And, and then we said, well, how about two tight 45s back to back? We finally hit it, dude. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I mean, you go over, then it's like, it's it's the same thing as back in the day when you're channel surfing. Like, you go past the channel you want, you got to go back around again. Oh, you know? yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's the same thing. Oh, you know what? 47 minutes. Damn it. We got to hit the next 45 mark. Oh, dude. <laughs> or, or like when you miss, a, what is it? Traffic and weather on the eights. And you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. What did he say? And then you got to wait, you know, you got to sit there for 10 minutes and wait for him to come back. <laughs> I guess if we leave you with anything, we'll just go back to a tried and true. Um, yeah. Just a, a nice Eric Carlson message to me. Love it. There it is. It's, it's, it, it still plays. You heard it here th first. Th that won't, that, that will never not be funny. So we thank you so much for joining us on an off night. None of us expected this, but hey, it turned out all right, didn't it? So, I thought it was more than all right. There you go. So uh, I don't even know what the hell next Sunday is because we're not here. <laughs> what is that? Is that the 5th? The 4th? The something? That would be February 5th. 5th. All right. So uh, unless uh, another trade comes down the pipe, which the way things are going, it 
I mean, this is a great time to trade somebody when they're all home and chill rather than being on the road or whatever. So, uh, that's it. We're, we're going to be off until next Sunday. Again, it's not going to be us next Sunday, but if a trade or some big news comes down between now and then Teal Town USA live will happen. So there you go. We thank you so much for joining us tonight. Tight one thirty, tight 90. I feel you feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Good night, everybody. <laughs>